0: Good morning. Topic today, compensation. Some people don't like money as a topic, but that's just not logical. One must discuss money on a regular basis. You've got to discuss it with a wide variety of people, right? Your employer, your accountant, your financial advisor, your mortgage broker, or you know, if you're self-employed, which the majority of you all are, then you also need, in addition to your accountant and financial advisor, you need to talk about money with service providers, suppliers, staff, banks, brokers, landlords, etc. cetera. There's a lot of different people when you're running your own business that you need to talk money with on a regular basis. Because if we don't talk money, we may find ourselves with none left over in the end. And therefore, the end won't be the end. We may have to keep on working a whole lot further than we expect. So in the world of jobs, one is compensated by the employer, For instance, a bank hires a mobile mortgage specialist and pays them a base salary and a bonus structure based on volume, basis points, or beeps, or BPS, as you see written a lot of the time, basis points. One basis point is 1% of, or an easier way is one basis point is one penny per dollar of volume generated. So as I say, the, the bank hires an MMS, that's an employee employer relationship. Now is the compensation for that MMS for that employee fair? Well, it's a difficult question to answer in most cases other than comparing the job of an MMS to the job of maybe anyone else in the bank, let's say. So some people inside the bank may say that role gets way too much compensation. Others may say, man, they don't get paid enough to do what they do. You couldn't pay me enough to do that role. But in every case, that's boiling down to a comparison of the work done for the monies received. Whereas in the case of a mortgage broker, BC, or a mortgage agent, Ontario, and then there's a bunch of different nuances across the country, but mortgage broker, mortgage agent, interchangeable terms for the purposes of this conversation. When I'm talking about the managing broker or the brokerage owner, I will say brokerage owner. So in the case of a mortgage broker or agent, the relationship with their managing broker is not one of employer-employee at all. Your managing broker doesn't set your hours, doesn't offer you benefits in most cases, does not issue a T4 or offer you vacation time or find themselves subject to employment standards, like you haven't negotiated sick days with your brokerage owner. That's it's not a thing. Your brokerage is a service provider. They are a service provider. That is ultimately what they are. Whether it's a cell phone contract or the brokerage, you you are paying for a service. Now, how are you paying them? That's where it gets a little hazy and complicated, right? And how much are you paying them? This is the whole crux of the post of last week on Facebook and the crux of this video. How much are you actually paying for the services you're receiving from your brokerage? Most people don't really know because transparency has been lacking. Perhaps you're paying a desk fee, a a monthly fee uh, for a basket of services. That's reasonable. Most likely you are also paying a commission split. But talking split alone makes zero sense. One office may offer you 60-40 as my first brokerage offered me back in 2008. And another office may offer you 90-10. However, the 60-40 might result in you earning more money per file than the 90-10 split. So how can that be, you may ask? Well, the bigger question is who asks this? Well, mainly rookies ask, but also uh, people years into the business. And I'm not picking on Ontario at all, but mainly in Ontario. That, That is where these questions seem to bubble up from people like five years, seven years in the business, which is really interesting from a BC perspective. Now, no doubt compensation is much clearer as a a topic in the province of British Columbia because the entire compensation, the finder's fee, the volume bonus, the points, uh, the extra points, extra basis points, the point points, the the programs, the the trip, if there's a trip that month uh, from a lender, all of that must be disclosed to the penny in a dollarized format to the actual end client in a document called the Form 10. So the mortgage broker, mortgage agent is presenting the client with, let's say, a million-dollar mortgage uh, commitment, and then the compliance documents, it spells out very clearly that, uh, let's just use TD as the example, because that's the easiest one that I think everybody understands the compensation on. So that million-dollar mortgage commitment is showing an $11,200 gross commission, and then it Ticks out, breaks out who's getting how much of each piece of that $11,200 commission, the 112 basis points generated on the million dollar mortgage. So Yes, there is greater transparency over the past five years, in particular in BC, thanks to the Form 10. But it was always pretty transparent here. Like the volume bonus in particular, like there's your 75 basis points. Again, I'll use TD as the example, 75 basis points of finder's fee. And then there's 37 basis points of volume bonus. And that wasn't really ever a big secret. Like even in 2008, when I started, um, one of my very first mortgages, which by total fluke, I'm gonna sound so BC, so Vancouver right now, happened to be a million dollar mortgage um, that I happened to place with TD. Um, That very first mortgage, I I saw, you know, that I I was aware that the gross compensation being generated was $11,200. And I received 60% of that compensation. Now I I don't know did, did the brokerage provide services uh, you know commiserate with a forty four hundred dollar plus slice of that file? Um, arguably they did because it wouldn't have got across the finish line without different comments and tidbits and and help and assistance from people inside that office that I went to work for. So hey, as they say, sixty percent, ninety percent. If it's of nothing, it's nothing. So it was, in my case, something. So 60% was acceptable. But it was also, as I say, 60% of the gross amount. So some brokerage owners suggest that the volume bonus is theirs. It's for the brokerage themselves. And if that's the model that that brokerage owner wants to operate under, that's fine. I'm not critiquing that. But don't hide the volume bonus and pretend it doesn't exist. Don't say that's none of your business it is the broker's business. The broker's business, by definition, is generating that revenue for the brokerage, which is not an employer, which is a service provider. That is that is the relationship that is there. The compensation is generated by the clients of the individual agent, and then a percentage of that goes up the ladder to the brokerage in exchange for the services so a mortgage agent should understand the total compensation that they're going to generate on a file what is the gross pay and how much of it will they see hence the recent post the heading of which was what's the split of like not what's the split what's the split of what are we talking about so as i said we often hear the saying 90 of nothing is still nothing Okay, but when does 90% mean 67.5% and when are we, you know, when we are in broker world, apparently that's when. Commission is not an iceberg, all right? It shouldn't all be hidden below the surface. It should be out there for, for people to see. And so a conversation about splits depends on all involved understanding what is actually being split. I've met agents and the, the, the most extreme example, uh, I think, uh, was one who told me they're on a 90-10 split they processed over $100 million in volume over a seven-year period, laboring under the belief, the false belief, that they were on a 90-10 split, which, was, well, I guess they were, but just at the finder's feet. And hey, they were making more money than they'd ever made in their life. They were happy. Everything felt great. Things were fine. It was like they had a black and white TV and 12 channels. And like, wow, look, like you can see people moving and talking. And yeah, it's black and white, but that's okay. And, and there's 12 different channels. Like they were really, really happy. Like 12 channels of black and white, damn. But then they discovered ultra 4K HD and satellite connection and a thousand channels. It was like, you know, wait, this existed just on the other side of this wall in this person's office the whole time. Like I've been sitting here with a black and white 12 channels. I'm I'm veering off my my script here. So like I say, a hundred million over seven years. And when they calculated the comp, happened to be on a TD file, which is not an infomercial for TD by the way, just that's how it all has played out here. Uh, They realized their compensation was $675 per $100,000 of volume, and that's because they were receiving 90% of the 75 basis point finder fee. What about the 37 peeps of volume bonus? Well, what about it, the broker owner said. On a true 90-10 split, their comp would have been $1,008 per $100,000 of mortgage volume. So add the zeros to that, right? A hundred million in volume, not with a wide variety of lenders, but still, you know, we're not gonna be that far off, just doing some rough back of the napkin math here. That's $333,000 missing in action over seven years. $47,500 per year that the brokerage hung on to. Now, the brokerage again is a service provider. Were they providing 47 dollars worth of service annually? It's entirely feasible that in the first year or two or three, they were. It's less likely. That after 100 million in mortgages processed and seven years in the industry, uh, that anyone really needs to be paying 47.5 necessarily. But again, that would depend on the overall volume that we're talking about. But to pay that on 16, 17 million in volume to pay 47.5 to do 16, 17 million in volume—that's that's, that's um, that doesn't that doesn't add up. So arguably, the brokerage was not providing that value, and uh, the argument resulted in that individual mortgage agent leaving that brokerage. So who's on a 90-10 and who's on a sixty forty? If volume bonus paid by 95% of lenders is going to be held back by management, as I say, that's fine. But we all have to keep in mind, it's 2021. Right, it's not 1971. So maybe keeping secrets in business isn't the best business strategy, because there are other brokerage owners out there dialing, calling your agents. If you're a brokerage owner, they're calling your team. If you're a team lead, and they're saying, "Hey, this is the compensation package we offer." They're not talking in splits. They're talking about the gross compensation that's paid. And they're making it very clear. So perhaps disclosing the total comp, i.e. typically 100 basis points to 115 basis points in that range, and offering a transparent split, and then assisting the agent up the split ladder over a period of time is the better business move. And, you know, as I say, I started on a 60-40 split and very quickly moved up into the 90s. Right. I Very quickly, was into the low 90s on my split. And I didn't go to a 99.1 or anything crazy like that. Even at 100 million in volume, I was on a 93.7 split. And some people might say, whoa, you're paying 70 grand a year? I was paying 70 grand a year, but I was also blasting through 220 files a year with one unicorn of an, uh, an associate and had a lot happening. And I got a lot of support that i needed from the corporate level so you know for me it made sense so take a look at your total volume and your total commission and start working out where you're really at like you should be around 1% how close are you to that you know in most cases as i say certainly in the in the case of 100 million in total career volume processed in 7 years of history you you should be earning roughly 1% now as i said at the start This was about compensation. And now do brokerages have expenses? That This came up in the thread, of course. But how a brokerage operates its business is another story. And what those expenses are have nothing to do with the splits that are offered. I mean, they do and they don't. You've gotta be competitive out there in the overall landscape. And you've gotta understand that brokers in Ontario are talking every single day with brokers in BC. And the compensation paid by lenders from one province to another is the same. So the conversations are being had. That's really what I wanted to make the main point about. So brokers and agents don't own their clients, right? Lenders don't own the clients. The clients own the client. The client owns themselves and the client expects clarity from us in a lot of topics. In BC, we really deliver on clarity of compensation to clients. And here's the thing, brokerage owners don't own their brokers or their agents. They really don't, Uh, you you, you own the brokerage but you don't own the broker, you don't own the agent. And they shouldn't own their agent's clients either, but mind you, that's a whole other conversation. One that is, you know, maybe relates to reading that contract before you sign it. Maybe getting a lawyer, an expert, right? Engaging an expert and paying them a few hundred dollars to read the contract and spell out the pitfall, spell out what it means before you sign the contract. You own you, you own your own business and you are looking for a service provider. One that delivers what you need, when you need it, at a fair compensation level. So talk about the money because the money matters. There we go.